Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Middle Ground. I'm Caroline. And I'm Joe. And we are happy you guys are here. We hope yeah. you're having a great day. And I'm really excited about this topic. I know. Do we say that every week? Probably. <laughs> I feel like we've had a really solid, like, couple of topics the last couple weeks, though. Like, I feel like we're moving into spring feeling very, um, or I am, motivated ready to take things on that like spring cleaning and I don't even know if it know if it's cleaning but like that spring energy um, what energy yeah like that refresh let's get after it let's do some things in 2021 you know yeah I agree I'm enjoying it I'm um, definitely a different person from the winter to the spring yeah I am do you do you get sad in the winter yeah like but like seasonal whatever depression yeah I think so a little bit I don't think I usually do and this year I struggled oh really yeah I don't know if it was being pregnant or if it was just all of the extras this year Mm -hmm. I think I usually do I can usually get myself out of it though but I usually am like oh I typically really enjoy January and February because they are the months like you know how a lot of people wait until the spring to do their spring cleaning yeah I hit January. I'm like, let's throw shit away. (laughs) That's smart. I'm usually like, let's go through the house and throw away everything we own. We don't need anything. And I didn't do that this year. Yeah. And I think that's how I cope. Interesting. Yeah. Anyway. Interesting. What's your grounding moment this week? Um, So I leave for DC tomorrow and I'm very excited. And when you guys are listening to this, I will be in DC at the moment. So look at my photos on Instagram. Hopefully I have photos (laughs) up. But um, yeah, I'm really excited about it. I've never been to DC. And every single person I talk to is like, it's amazing. Like, you'll love it. I've never been. I'm sad for you. I know. Me too. Isn't that weird? We've never been. Yeah. It seems like a place we would have been, right? Yeah. Like, it's so odd to me. And my boyfriend's been there like four times and he's not even American. I'm like, that's not That fair. makes sense to me. It though. does. It that does. makes sense. <laughs> um, JC, who we had on the podcast, my best friend, her little sister Tessa lives in DC. Mm. Cool. So. Anyways, well, I'm really excited about it. And just to be on a plane and traveling and doing all the things. So yeah, what was your grounding moment? Um, oh, you're going to be on a plane. Have you been on a plane? I've been on a plane. Oh, yeah, you went to California. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't been on a plane in, like, 15 months. Yeah, that's wild. February, the end of February 2020, not 2019. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. For people who flew, like, twice a month. It really is crazy. I look forward to getting back on a plane. And I'm, I'm going to have a kiddo. Um, my grounding moment. Uh, I got to see my mom for Mother's Day. Yay. Yeah. Um, that was definitely my grounding moment. I was just so appreciative to have my doctor give me the okay to drive back to Missouri still. I'm 37 weeks pregnant and my doctor has told me since it's not that far that I am good to go. Um, which was a huge relief. I got to see my family, my mom, my grandparents, uh, and that just was nice. I don't know. Something about getting to be with the people you love and be really intentional even if it's for a short time is nice it reminds you of what's important 
Yeah, for sure. So that's definitely mine. Um, I'm really excited about today's episode though, guys. Today we're going to be talking about scarcity uh, versus abundance mindset. And this is something that I feel like is really starting to hit mainstream dialogue right now, wouldn't you say? Yeah. Like people are starting to talk about it. It's the, uh, I don't know. I feel like maybe it's the manifestation of 2021. And I love it um, because this is definitely a huge part of my way of thinking and a huge part of what I um, think my success in life has come from. And we talk about a lot of this in the workshop uh, when we're talking about business and photography. I've talked about this a lot just in general problems I've come to overcome. Um, So scarcity versus abundance mindset. Basically, if you're paying attention to your thoughts, are they generally negative, um, fearful? Are you afraid that there's not enough for everybody and you're acting in a way that is out of fear, if that makes sense? Like I hear a lot of people, I'm going to stick to photography world because that's what I know best, talking about how because there are so many inexpensive photographers on the market now that high-end photographers can't make it. And that is very much a scarcity mindset, thinking that there's really only so much business. And if you're a lower-end price, that's the only way you're going to get the business. Whereas um, you can also shift and have the mindset that is hopeful, focused on the things you do have, positive, um, and really bringing in that energy of, I think it's great that people are entering in that lower price point and that works for them. And I'm going to enter in at this higher price point and people will hire me. Mm -hmm. And they do. And so learning to realize there is an abundance of everything you want and need out in the world. You just have to go after it. Yeah. Uh, So we're going to talk about that today. And we're going to talk about how you shift that mindset, how you foster that mindset to be stronger, um, and just Caroline and I's general experience with it. Mm-hmm. Is that a pretty good rundown? I think so. When, I'm going to ask you this, when did you, like, have you always thought like this? Or did you learn it from someone? Or how did it go about? That's a great question. I... I think this is one of those things. I didn't know this is what I was doing, but I I think I learned this from my mom. And I've told the story on the podcast before of, so my mom has MS. She's wheelchair bound, which somebody listening last time I said that on the podcast got upset with me because, and I want to talk on it, um, sent me a DM and said that it was really rude to refer to my mom as wheelchair bound because they also have a parent that's in a wheelchair and their parent prefers to be referred to as a person in a wheelchair because they're not bound by their chair. Um, And I wanted to clarify on this whenever I speak. My mom actually is um, bed-bound without care and help. And so that is a term we have used and a term she prefers so that people understand that she does not have the ability to do anything for herself. and needs that help. So just keep that in mind. Totally understand where that person was coming from. And I totally applaud you for making sure that your parent is being addressed how you appreciate and how they like 
but also understand that there's a variety of situations that can put people in a wheelchair and people prefer different terms and that's totally okay and up to them. That was a long time ago. I never brought it up, um, but I thought I'd address it. Yeah, I, I would always address people as wheelchair bound just because you, but I didn't know that that could be offensive. Yeah. I just learned something. And the thing for me is I don't know that it's blatantly offensive. Maybe it is. I don't know. I don't get to decide that. But I think if you say that, I think it's totally up to that person to say, hey, I prefer a person in a wheelchair because this chair doesn't bind me. Yeah. You know, and I'm here for that. I'm like, great. Cool. Yeah. Then that's what you are. Yeah. Um, It's kind of like how we're in this season of people, uh, which I hope is not a season. I hope that it's a huge shift where people are um, stating their pronouns Mm -hmm. and all of that. I think that's awesome. I don't think other people should pick what you prefer to be called. Exactly. I, you know, I don't think that it's that complicated. If you prefer to be called one thing, just tell me. And I can work with that. But I can't guess and always be right. But anyway, going way back, I think my mom taught me this. Um, because my mom has been in this situation. Let's see. She went into the chair full-time sometime while I was in high school. Um, And she was using the chair most of the time prior to that. And I never heard her complain. And I think that that is a really easy place to be in that mindset of scarcity almost. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, Like why me? mm -hmm. Why me? Um, and also be, I, I think it would be really easy to be negative with other people. Like, oh, you're having a bad day. You can walk. Exactly. And, and I, I hear a lot of that. I hear that online all the time when people are sharing that they're upset or having a struggle. Um, somebody else coming in and being like, oh, you're struggling. Well, look at how bad my life is. You should appreciate what you have. And I, I get the um, intention, but my mom has taught me that no matter what I'm going through, other people's problems are still valid. No matter how low the valley I'm in is, other people's peaks are still valid. Other people's valleys are still valid, even if they don't seem as difficult for me. And I think that that's where this mindset came from. I've told the story before, which is where I've been getting this whole time of I was in college and I have problems with my sciatic nerve, um, sciatica, where I'll get such bad pain um, in my nerve in my back and running down primarily my right leg that I can't walk. Uh, It doesn't happen crazy often um, since I've been able to like weightlift and kind of do some not physical, but physical therapy for it. Uh, But when I was in college, I had a day where my sciatic nerve was acting up. I got out of bed. Like I couldn't even stand on it. It hurt so bad. And I called my mom just pissed off at the world because there was some party that night that I wanted to go to. And I was having to miss class. And so I had all this extra work I had to do. And I was in this scarcity mindset very much. Um, thinking about all of the things that I was missing out on in that 24 hours because I was in pain. 
I was thinking about, well, I can't go to the party. I'm going to have to do all this extra homework. Um, I have to take this medicine that I can't drive whenever I take, which sucks, you know? And then I called my mom and complained to her. And I'm like, yeah, I can't do this. I can't get out of bed. I can't all this stuff. Not even, you know, I'm thinking I'm talking to my mom. I'm not thinking about talking to this person who has battled with their mobility for years. And my mom, 100% genuinely on the other end of the phone says to me, honey, I can't imagine how that must feel to not be able to get out of bed and do the things that you want to do. She wasn't like trying to make a point. She genuinely was saying, I can't imagine. I can't imagine what that must be like. And I'm here for you and let's talk about it. And I felt like somebody had like literally backhanded me in the face. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh my gosh, I am an asshole. Right. I literally called the person who this is their day-to-day life experience that they've never once complained to me about. And they've looked on the bright side every day of my whole life to complain about having to live not even like them, like kind of in a similar state, not even close, for like 12 hours. Right. (laughs) And I just went off for 30 minutes on the phone about how my life's the hardest. And she showed me grace and she listened and she validated me. And um, she wasn't looking at it with scarcity like I was. She was realizing that if she listened, maybe then I would see and shift my mindset. And I always think back on that because I'm like, my mom was being abundant and I was being scarce. Mm -hmm. And I think that was just a huge pivotal moment in my life where I realized even if you're in a low, low valley, there are always things to be thankful for. Always, yeah. And we talked about this on an episode last week or a few weeks ago, um, talking about how sometimes that can verge on toxicity because you never want to be the person that it's like your friends in a really low valley and you're like, well, think about all the, <laughs> all the good yeah. stuff. You know, that's not good either. Um, and I, I think that's why I bring up the example of my mom in teaching me this because she sat and validated me and listened to me and let me be in that place where I was negative um, and accepted me for where I was and allowed me to accept myself for where I was. And it's what pushed me to start changing my mindset. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, it sucked. I missed a party. I think it was a party. I don't even remember now. Um, and I had to do extra homework. I do remember that. But how cool the next day whenever I got out of bed and didn't have that pain. And I appreciated it in a whole new way. Exactly. Yeah. And that's what it's all about. And to be abundant is your goal, in my opinion. You should strive to be and have this mindset. And I really do. I get attracted to people that have this mindset. Like when I met Joe, I was like, oh, shit. And I didn't, it's not like a light switch. I wasn't like, oh, she's abundant. Like she thinks like this. I was just like, she thinks like I do. And I don't have like a serious, like pivotal moment in my life where I was like, oh, I learned how to do this, but 
but I do think it was my mom teaching me and just always saying be grateful for what you have and what is to come and all that stuff but yeah it's it really is a joyous thing when you learn and to train your brain to think like this I agree I uh we talk about it at the workshop a lot because I think it's really easy I get asked the question a lot how do you not get frustrated when people copy your work or when people recreate something that you feel like you did first. And to me, that is that scarcity mindset. As if only one person can create something. And I truly like looking at it abundantly and being able to say, as many people can recreate what I've done as I want. And if they're more successful than me, that's wonderful. I'm going to support them and I'm going to cheer them on. And it is what it is Mm -hmm. because there's always more there. And having that good attitude, I like putting good out will bring you good back. Yep. And I'm not saying (laughs) to plagiarize. I'm not like, yes, there are limitations on this. Like you don't want (laughs) to There's a difference between like stealing and plagiarizing and things like that. Um, But that's not what we're talking about here. Yeah. Yeah. We we just want you guys to feel whole and complete and live in joy because when you do that, you're living in abundance. And but if you're living in scarcity, it's more of a lack of mindset. So you feel incomplete and you chase external things for gratification And that's not what we want. And so a way I do this is I become super hyper aware of my thoughts and what I'm actually thinking about because I feel like a lot of people, and when I'm in a low, low point in my life right now, I feel like I'm in a high. So it's way easier for me to control my thoughts. But in a low point in my life or a low moment, and I'm just like thinking about a lot of things I'm not really in control. I go down a rabbit hole and it's just bad. But when you can truly control your thoughts and pivot it however you want, and I've talked about this before, but think of your thoughts as a radio station. And if you're thinking about negative things and just negative things, be like, okay, switching the station. And literally think about switching your mindset into positive abundance all of those attributes, that mindset, because it, it it will tremendously change your life and you are more than capable. I don't care what you're going through. And I have an example today. I So usually when I record the podcast, I sleep, I sleep with my boyfriend in Fayetteville just because it's easier to drive in the mornings because our office Caroline is Caroline lives like 40 minutes from our office. Yes. Yeah, so but her boyfriend lives like four minutes from our office. Exactly. So I decided to do that last night. So I drove to Fayetteville and parked my car, whatever, and then went to bed, woke up, and my car um, battery died, like totally dead. And I was like, okay, whatever. And instead of thinking, why me? Oh my gosh, this is the worst. Because I, I literally, my boyfriend lives four minutes from the office. So it's not like I... You should have called me. I have uh, jumper cables in my car. I know, but Chris is like I. The thing I was thinking, I was like, okay, it's literally gonna work out because I was like five minutes 
I was going to leave. I can't even explain this. I was going to leave Chris's house five minutes before I was supposed to get to the office. And so I was like, it's going to be fine. And so his roommates like came out and they're like, is your car dead? I was like, yeah. And they're like, oh, no worries. And I was like fiddling around, like putting my mascara on and stuff. And before you know it, they like come out with their jumper cables, like without me even asking, like I did not even ask. They just like did this for me. And another girlfriend was over of the guys and her car was like right next to mine and they set it all up. Like I didn't do anything. I didn't do anything. I hate jumping cars. I would have come and done it for you, but I don't enjoy it. Yeah. And I was just thinking, because I knew we were going to record this podcast today. And I was like, I am so grateful of my mindset in this moment of just like, it always works out. And the office is four minutes away. Joe could have picked me up. My boyfriend could have taken me. Like You could have walked, I could honestly. I could have walked, literally. I could have run, had a little jog. It was going to work out, and it did. And it took maybe two minutes. And instead of being like, oh my gosh, this is the worst day, because I do have a lot of things to do today, like a lot. But instead of focusing on all of that and just like, of course my car would have died today because I have so much to do, I was thinking in abundance and being like, you know, it always works out. And it did. And I'm not saying it's always going to work out. Like, it will. It will. And it's hard for me to say that. Well, it's hard to say that because you look at these situations where people have lost family members and gone through horrific, horrific things. They have gone bankrupt or they have, you know, just hit rock bottom, hit rock bottom due to COVID, due to cancer. I don't know. Things that are completely out of their control. Um And whenever I say that it will work out, I don't mean that it's perfect and I don't mean that it's without hurt and I don't mean that those experiences aren't valid or without just immense pain and hardship. I I just mean that the world keeps spinning and we keep living and even if you're in the darkest of valleys working through that, you're going to get to laugh again. Yeah. And there's going to be something where you laugh till you cry with your friends again. And that's coming too. And being able to keep that in perspective that you don't have those high highs without the low lows and remembering at all times that everything's temporary, the joy it's temporary. So enjoy it. The hurt it's temporary. So don't get lost in it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And always be grateful. Like we say this all of the time and you guys are probably like, oh my gosh, we get it. But like, I want to drill this into every human I possibly can is have gratitude for everything. Not just the big things, not just the weekends or your parties, everything. Because it's so joyous to live in gratitude and the more you appreciate, the more you'll receive. I watched a TikTok yesterday of a guy from, I want to say it was Cuba, but that may not be right, um, being in America and walking through a Walmart and seeing fully stocked shelves. For, did I you see it? I saw that, yeah. Seeing fully stocked shelves for the first time, and I'm like, oh, another thing that I don't think about mm-hmm. for me to now always think about. 
Exactly. And he couldn't even fathom. Like, he was walking through the toy aisle of the kids, and he's like, what did he even say? He was like, he said, it is crazy to see all of these toys for sale here whenever so many kids in my country don't have any. That there's an abundance of toys on the shelves. They're just not making them to the, they don't make it to the children who need them where I am. Right. And I think about how many kids don't appreciate and understand, nor should they. Like, yeah, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not saying that they're ungrateful or bad kids. They don't know any different. But it's like, how do you, how do you grant that perspective to people, so that we can appreciate what we have? I don't know. I think that's the awesome thing about the conversation we've been having about privilege the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. And addressing not just white privilege, but white privilege, pretty privilege, um, class privilege, every kind of privilege there is. Privilege isn't a bad thing. No. It's what you do with it, and it's how you appreciate it, and it's how you wield, weld, wield words, wield the power of that privilege in order to bring up the people around you. Not to say they can't do it on their own. They can. But you have an opportunity to bring people along with you. Mm -hmm. No matter where you fit into. I don't know. I think about we had friends in high school who, a friend who came out in high school who went through a tough time with his family. And so we had him over for dinner all the time. That was us welcoming him into what was our privilege at the time. And showing him the abundance that we wanted to share with him. Exactly. We all have it. Yeah, I don't care who you are. You have something. Something's going right. You have your health. You have... Technology. Technology. You have... I mean, anyone that's listening to this, whether it be at a library or... what, The fact that you have access to something that you can listen to this on... A privilege. And be grateful for that. We don't have this written into our um, kind of outline for our episode, but something that I want to ask you, Caroline, because I really struggle with this, is how do you cope and deal with people who have a scarcity mindset in your life? Because I have a lot of really close friends and family members who very much look at things with a scarcity mindset and it makes me like it makes my blood boil and it shouldn't because I know that's not helpful because I look back and the example I used is a time when I had that scarcity mindset and my mom who did not listen to me validated me never made me feel less than for thinking in that thought process and that guided me to an abundant mindset so how do I be I don't know. How do you do? You, I, don't I don't know. know. Um, <laughs> I really struggle with this also. And uh, I think I can be a little toxic. I'll use my boyfriend as an example because that's the only thing coming to me. Because he'll say something. I can't think of an example. But he'll be like, my feet hurt so bad because he started a new job, by the way. I didn't tell you that. Oh, I didn't know that. Yay, Chris. So now he's a bartender. And so he's to be on his feet like 24-7 and hustle and, you know, get tips. His goal is to get the most tips he can. 
And the other day he was like, my feet hurt so bad. And um, this is like a dumb example, but I oftentimes am like, well, at least you're making more money than you did at your other job. And at least you're doing this. And Toxic. Yeah. I do it too. And I, sometimes he stops me. He's like, why can't my feet hurt? And I'm like, yeah, you bitch. Like, why can't his feet hurt? Yep. Because like my feet hurt sometimes or whatever the hell the situation is. But I, I think you just have to give them, I know you just have to give them grace and understand where they're coming from. And even though I've never been a bartender and I've never experienced that or my feet don't hurt in that moment, I've been to dozens of weddings where my feet feel like they are going to fall off, literally. And I have complained like, oh my God, shouldn't wear these shoes, whatever. I go down this rabbit hole. And that's not saying, like I'm not saying never complain. Like you can complain, you're human, but yeah, I have to give people, you just have to give more people grace. The biggest topic I struggle with is when people say that they don't have enough money. And it's really hard for me to talk to those people because, and it's not that I'm rolling in dough. I'm 21 years old and I have this income and I'm just fresh at, like, I'm Caroline fresh. cried in January because she couldn't pay her rent. Exactly. Like, it's not like I'm... We did get her enough money to pay her, <laughs> her rent. It's not like I'm rolling in this dough and I'm like, oh, my God, I cannot believe they don't have money. I you hope know. you don't feel like I just outed you. No, you don't. I don't care at all. I cried a lot in my... It, it, I was, like, 22, 23 when I got out of college. I was making, I think, somewhere between twenty five and $28,000 a year at my full-time job. And I remember crying. This is what happened. I moved mm-hmm. into, I had this huge privilege of moving into this house that a family friend owned. But there was no fridge and no washer and dryer. I promise I'm going to let you finish. <laughs> I'm just, <laughs> this is funny. And I remember. Why was there no fridge or washer and dryer? Because they had moved out, but they didn't oh, sell it. Like oh, they were doing okay, me okay. a favor. They could have sold it and made money. Gotcha. And they were letting me rent it for like next to nothing but they took it but they had to take (laughs) that and so they were like yes we'll rent it to you for this super reasonable price but you're gonna have to get your own fridge washer dryer and I didn't have any furniture so I needed to buy a couch (laughs) and I my whole life savings of what I had left everything was like two thousand dollars and I'd worked my butt off to save that. Like mm-hmm. while in college I was doing photography and I was investing back into my equipment and all this stuff. And I had had this nest egg of like 2000, maybe a little bit more than that, not much. And that was a lot, like that's a lot of money. Right. Yeah. And I moved into this house and I had to spend the whole $2,000 to get a fridge, a washer, a dryer and a couch. Mm-hmm. And I remember calling my mom just crying. <laughs> like I had this huge privilege of I was going to get to pay less rent than other people so right. that I could save money and do all this stuff. And I <laughs> lost it. Oh my gosh, I'll never forget it. I thought that I, I thought life was over. Mm-hmm. I was like, looking back, like I, I can get back <laughs> in the feelings I had in that moment. Like I was like, I'm never going to recover from this. My eyes are watering. <laughs> I, I will never be able to have any kind of savings. No emergency fund. I make no money. Right. Like, how is anybody ever 
and the thing is, I wish I could go back and tell that girl. And my mom did tell me this in the moment. And my dad too. They were like, yes, but think about it. You have this fridge that you're going to keep with you. And I still have that fridge. (laughs) I still have that fridge. And I don't have that washer and dryer anymore. But we gave that washer and dryer to friends who were moving into a new house. Um, And we gave that couch to Matt's brother eventually. So like it ended up going to people and helping them whenever they were just starting out. And I was eventually able to save more money because of that initial thing. But I remember just crying and crying Mm -hmm. and crying. Sorry, I completely cut you off, no, but I just was laughing. No, you're fine. Um, that is really Because if you're in that time right now, no matter what age you are, it's going to be okay. And then you're going to look back and laugh at it. I promise you. 100%. Right now, it's not funny, but no, it will be. Funny. But it frustrates you, and you were saying yes. that so, you're not rolling in dough. Yes. So whenever I go to the lake, this is like a really random example, but I don't go to the lake often. I didn't grow up on a lake. I didn't have a bow growing up. So when I go to the lake, I love to go on the jet skis or rent jet skis. Like that is my, I love doing that because I wasn't around that growing up. And I'm selling my jet ski. You are? And that's really sad. I know. Wow. Anywho, but um, I went to the lake recently and I really wanted to rent a jet ski. And I was with my boyfriend and my boyfriend was down. He's like, yeah, let's go rent them. Like, it'll be great. And we were with a group of people, and we asked the group of people, like, okay, who wants to ride jet skis? Like, we're thinking about doing it. Is anyone else on board? Like, we'd love to have more people, obviously. And this one girl in our group was like, where do you think that money is going to come from? Like, who do you think's paying for that? And I just, I had to walk away because I didn't know what to say, but I was just like, what are you talking about? And I understand, like, renting a jet ski and where we were was, like, I don't know. It was, like, $70 for four hours. Mm -hmm. In my head, I'm like, yes, I'm going to rent that. It's an experience. Like, I'm going to love it. It's not a lot of money. And I, because I think in an abundance mindset, and I'm like, I'm going to make more money, but this is an experience that I'm willing to spend $70 on to make a memory. That's how my mindset works. And I just couldn't fathom that that girl was like, where do you think this money's coming from? Like, I was attacking her. Like, like let's go. I don't know. It just re- it was really hard for me. And I don't know how to navigate it a lot of the times. I've had to learn that um, doing content creation. Money's really sensitive. And it makes sense because money when you don't have it, it is the source of all of your problems. Yeah. Period. And that comes from somebody who I have, I have been there. Um, and I still had massive privilege when I was there in that I had a car that I owned and so many other things. So I'm, I'm not going to say that I understand to the, extent that lots of people do. There are people who I know you have student loans, you have a car payment, you are working two jobs, like money is sensitive. And that's why if you go back and listen to Caroline's episode, uh, Caroline and I's episode about money management, and we talk about money is energy, changing that perspective is so important. Um, Yeah, people all the time 
I mean, people get angry with me mm-hmm. at the things I buy. Angry. <laughs> um, and that was an experience for me. Hats. My hats are a trigger point for people online, which oh, has been really, really it, it makes perfect sense to me, actually. I was going to say, it doesn't make any sense to me. That's <laughs> not true. Um, I wear expensive, well, okay. If you get really into hats, what you're going to learn, hats are hella expensive. Oh, yeah. Like, you can get four or $500, thousands of four-figure hats. I don't own a four-figure hat. <laughs> I don't even think I own a hat that was more than $200. Yeah. Um, but you can get – hats get very expensive. Um, but I wear my hats, what, probably 75% of the time. A lot. When you're with me, I'm wearing a hat yeah. probably. I love them. Um, and so when I started wearing hats years ago, I started by buying cheap hats, like $20 hats to see if I would wear them. And I found that I did. And so then I started investing in higher quality hats that kept their shape and were easier to clean because I keep them for years and wear them for years and years and years. So my hats are like usually between 150 and $200. Um, and people want me to link them. They never ask me where my cheap hats are from. <laughs> they don't want them. Which tells me people can see the difference between a cheap hat and an expensive hat. Um, but they don't know it. Right. And then I'll share what it is. And then people roast me. Which is okay. Because again, money is a sensitive topic. And for some people, spending that on a hat would never be worth it. I wear my hats four days a week, year round, and I keep my hats forever. So for me, it's very worth the investment. Um, and so anyway, m- money's hard. Yeah. And I think money is probably one of the easiest ways to get into that scarcity mindset. Yeah, 100%. Because there's not enough for everybody. Yeah, which is bullshit. Do you know how much money's on this earth? I know. A ton. You just have to know how to find it. It's energy. Yeah. Just put good vibes out there. You have to put in work. Just, Caroline, just put <laughs> vibes out there. People will mail you money. Money will come and run into you. No. You, there is a, I can't even talk about it. There's an abundance of money. I don't care what you do, photography, whatever, a banker, you can make more money doing whatever. And maybe you're like, well, I have a set salary and I have this you have a hobby most likely start that up if you want more money it's there for you yes and it's okay to not want more money yeah because a lot of times when we talk about this people are like well I don't want to turn my hobby into a that's okay don't do it don't do that if it's more important that it's a hobby to you I love that that's how I that's where I am with photography at this point like I'm not taking any clients. I'm not doing photography anymore because I don't want it to be a job. I want it to be something that I just do whenever I'm enjoying it. Um, and that's okay. Yep. But also if you're feeling scarce on money, there are ways, there are always ways. Mm-hmm. You want that hat? There are ways. Right. Because if you always think it, a lack of mindset, oh, there's not enough money. I can't pay my bills. Guess what? You'll never ever get out of that unless you actively switch your mindset into a an abundance one and I'd like to talk about how this abundance mindset affects relationships yeah so I think that 
for me, a lot of negativity surrounding my relationships in the past have been me putting dialogue to other people's character, like saying that, oh, they have so much more than me. So it's easier for them. Thus, I'm annoyed with them. Yeah. And that is a scarcity mindset. And instead, I need to think, oh, they have more than I do maybe in that one category. And that rocks for them. And I am happy for them. And I am a completely separate person with an equally abundant amount of opportunity. And that will help you in those relationships just night and day. Mm -hmm. Yes? Yes, 100%. And another one I've written down is you need to have self-respect for yourself. Sorry. You need to have self-respect. Um. Please leave that in there. I will. I really, that made me laugh. I wasn't going to say anything. I was going to let you just say it like it's that. It's weird because I didn't have that written down. I added this. Self-respect yeah. for yourself. <laughs> yeah. I just got to really hammer the part. point. Yeah. Um, That's so funny. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't care who you are, but you deserve the best of what life has to offer. I don't care who you are listening to this. We all do. Everyone deserves to be loved. They deserve to be happy, fulfilled. And there's no if, ands, or buts about it. But you have to put in the work to have self-respect. Period. You have to start loving yourself and being like, yeah, I'm capable of doing X, Y, and Z. And I deserve to be happy. And F that boyfriend who's toxic. Like, break up with him. Do whatever you got to do. But you uh, to have self-respect when you do you'll grow exponentially and it will be just all around good 10 out of 10 experience yeah i like this topic me too if you guys have any questions about this one holler at us on our facebook group or an email or our dms um i would love uh to post some mantras that have to do with abundance mindset on the Instagram. So we'll get on that. Um, man, I'm umming a lot today. Um, um, um. I, yeah, I like this. Do you have your Q and A? Your Q and A. I don't. I always <laughs> do rely on Caroline. Do I don't even look. I'm, <laughs> I'm the worst podcast partner of all time. Do you guys have tips for making friends as you get older and how to become close with them? Start a book club. Do you remember this? What? Oh, yeah. (laughs) I went through a whole phase, and it was like just before pandemic, where I was like, how the hell do you meet new people? And then COVID hit. I don't know what to tell you how to meet new people during COVID. Yeah, I don't know Because, But I do feel like things are getting better. And start a book club. Join some online communities, like our Facebook group, or um, I finally did put together my Facebook group for my own personal platform. I I haven't invited anybody to it yet. It's I just, joined it. Yeah, I know. It's just you and me. Oh, oh it is? Really? <laughs> yeah, I invited JC, and she liked one of my pictures, but she has not accepted my request. Oh, so oh, well. it's just us three. <laughs> um, but uh, uh, join some Facebook communities or um, follow some uh, – Facebook – I know Facebook's like an old person thing, and I don't use Facebook that much in terms of like my own personal profile – 
but I really use it in terms of the communities that are created there. Um, I have a houseplant group where we talk all things like people post pictures of things that are wrong with their plants or great deals on planters, things like that. Um, all of those can be really good community builders where you can meet people um, and meet people that are interested in the same things you are. And don't be afraid to comment and be like, hey, I live in this place. I'm new here. Um, does anybody live around here? Yeah. A Clearly, lot of people have done that on Middle Grounds Facebook. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, I live in the same town. I'm like, there you go. Yeah. And they're like, let's get together. <laughs> exactly. Um, I think that's a great way. And, and also when doing that, treat new friendships like dating. Like you can like somebody fine and still not hit it off. Like you don't have to be friends with the people that you hang out with. Um, That is good advice because I feel like a lot of people don't know that. They're like, oh, once I am friends, I'm locked and loaded. No. No. It's okay because maybe y'all don't vibe. Maybe you guys don't have similar energy. And that doesn't mean either of you are bad or wrong or negative or anything. Um, You guys just need to find other friends. And that's great. Right. Uh, And so I I think those are some great ways that I've met people. I've met so many people through content creation. Mm -hmm. Um, And so whatever it is that you love and and whatever your hobbies are, find those forms online. Uh, And there are ways to do it in person too. Like um, something that I really would love to do and haven't been able to because of COVID is I would love to go on one of those content creation trips that they do save money and they they do these trips with like 10 to 20 women where they're all going to create content so like if you love crocheting i'm sure that there are crocheting conferences if you love video games i know that there are video game conferences Mm -hmm. go to that stuff even if it's on your own or like swimming like an activity or run club soccer i know that um adult like club soccer is really popular that's a huge thing at my apartment building i personally am not into soccer so i want there to be adult t-ball oh yeah that'd be really or like kickball yeah i need it to be i know there's kickball but i want (laughs) t-ball i don't think that'll ever be a thing i know softball is and you can do like um co-ed that would be fun like just get out there and um we have the resource that's the internet and the internet is so cool, Uh, but, but meet up with people in real life. Yeah. Use the internet as a tool to facilitate real life conversation and real life hangouts. Mm -hmm. Um, but that's how I've made, Oh, I guess I didn't really explain when I went through this and was trying to figure it out. (laughs) I created my online Facebook group for houseplant people because everybody was like, we'll start clubs surrounding the things you love. So I was like, okay. And I think we have like 2,000 people in our houseplant group now. I have no doubt. (laughs) Yeah. And um, it's so much fun. I love talking with everybody. And I'm hoping to create a similar community. I started, uh, if you guys want to join it, it's Joe Johnson Overby Community on Facebook. And I'm hoping that will be a place that people can hop on and ask for advice about a first date or an outfit or a stroller. Meeting this question. um, And that you guys can get real answers from the community and make friends. Um, That would be my advice. Yeah. And maybe reach out to people. Like uh, in Italy, this girl reached out to me because I literally hashtagged the city I was in. And just like a, she found the hashtag, reached out to me. Hey, I'd love to like meet you. Like I'm also not from here. I'm from America. 
and yada yada and at first I was like hmm this is sketchy but I'm like you know what it's fine it's gonna be fine I'll go to a public place it'll be great and I go and now we're like great friends like still talk to this day I'm seeing her when I go to DC and you never know so just put yourself out there like I've gotten a lot of people um I'm not good at this I don't reach out because I'm a lockbox but I need to be better but uh a lot of people from my high school have like DM'd me and been like, do you want to go get coffee? I'm like, that's nice. Like, yeah. And I do. And it's great. And whatever, we have great conversations and move on. But yeah, as far as like keeping friends, you're not, again, you're not married to them. And it's not like in high school, you're with your friends every single day. And it's not going to be like that anymore. Like, in college, the same thing. You you see them every day. You're with them and la, la, la. But when you're an adult, it's way different. Everyone has their jobs. Everyone starts having kids or whatever the hell. You get busier and still try to keep and kindle that relationship. And But just know that maybe sometimes it won't last forever, and that's okay. And that, like, you need to be in the moment with your friendships like at the moment and just like have fun and do your things but if it dwindles away think be thankful for the time you had and don't be so caught up in like what I do because maybe you did do something but say it just dwindles away and you guys move away and move apart that's okay and we have a whole friendship episode don't we mm-hmm. about all of this we have multiple I think we have two that are really really good so you got this. You're not going to be alone forever. Not that we love you. I thought that, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. Loneliness sucks. Mm-hmm. You have us. Yeah, and if you are in a lonely state right now, focus it's on yourself. Yeah, it's a valley, but it's focus temporary. on yourself and what you actually want out of life, out of relationships. Like really hone in and focus on bettering yourself. That's my advice. So, I hope you guys liked this episode. If you liked it, share it on your Instagram. I love when people do that. I know, me too. I love it when people give us feedback and share on their Instagram stories. Mm -hmm. You know what I love the most? When people share with 10 of their friends so that um, their crush crush texts them by midnight. (laughs) I love that too. Um, Also, okay, before we leave, I have made a decision. Okay. I, I know people want merch that says nothing matters. But I really want merch that says pivot. Mm-hmm. I like that. That's cute. Because I feel like we say that. And somebody said they've really adopted that term because of how much we say it. That's funny. And I'm like, I I want merch that says pivot or yeah. like ready to pivot. Yeah. I like that a lot. So Stay let tuned. us know if you're in on that. Yeah. Um, merch is hopefully, I think we're going to, it's going to be fall. Well, it's going to come out in the summer, but we are planning a merch drop for fall season. Yeah. Um, and we're really excited about it. So yeah, 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 keep an eye out. And if there's something specific you're wanting to see, let us know. We're always down for inspo. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, friends, you can email us. Hello at middlegroundpodcast.co. You can follow us on Instagram. Um, I'm at Joe Johnson Overby. And I'm at Caroline Stelty. Uh, or you can find the podcast on Instagram at middlegroundpodcast. Middle We're almost to 5,000 friends, I think. Yeah, so share it. And on that little community. Spread the love. Yeah. Oh, and yeah, join our Facebook group that we've brought up 10 trillion times. Yeah. You're really missing out if you're not. 
I really, I love it. It's so fun. All right. Love you guys. Hope that you're having a great week and we'll talk with you soon. Bye. Bye.